Strap in for a roller coaster ride where curiosity, humor, laughter, and the odd case of wisdom is applied to understanding the adventure of life. Welcome to the Raw and Gene Show, the power of coaching, guided by two knuckleheads who invite you to sit in the front car with them on this ride. Trust us, it's not as serious as it sounds. And high fives are included. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12. Rawls Ruffin, the Okanagan lifestyle brand. We're not getting paid for this advertisement, by the way, but he does love those shirts. If you got Jackie to show Jackie the show, she'll gladly sponsor this episode. <laughs> We're going to have to reach out to Jackie, obviously. Yeah, why not? I need some new merch. <laughs> I love the these shirts. So they're, they're really well made and I've had this four years now, I think. She gifted this to me. I, do you know the store? I know of it. I don't have any of their brand, though, but tons of people here in the Okanagan have a lot of the Okanagan lifestyle brand and merch and swear by it, and it seems to, they've done a good job with it. Yeah, whenever I wear it, I like to rep it. I like to rep it. It just reminds me that I'm still part of the Okanagan and a small part. A piece of your heart will always be here. I left my heart in the Okanagan. <laughs> you don't want to hear the whole song. <laughs> Anyway, did you introduce us or did you start us? <laughs> oh, we're just going with this. We're just going. This is episode 12. You know what our title was this week? Because we're like, A, this show wasn't supposed to happen because yeah. I wasn't going to be here. But I'm here. So we're like, let's just chit chat. Let's have yeah. some, let's chit chat and see what happens. I agree with you. I, in the back room before we came on, I said to Gene, we should have just canceled this because it's been a, been a heck of a week. At least for me with, with my health. I don't know. For those of you who don't know, I have a congested heart and I ran out of my medication. Anyway, I'm waiting to see my doctor on Monday. So I've just been really sluggish and sleepy, like literally just want to sleep. So I need to see her on Monday and get this sorted out. But you know, you trust how things happen, right? Okay. Just go with it. I'm feeling a little better today. It's just a reality. I have this thing that I, I'm always going to have now and have to deal with it. No running away from it. No, no avoiding it. It's not so much running away. I just, it's hard to put into words. Even my doctor, she goes, you're an interesting character. She goes, it really doesn't seem to bother you that you could, your heart could blow up. I go, no, it doesn't at all. And even this week, not having, I, I haven't been on, been on my medication, so I haven't been on it for, for a week or almost two weeks now. So I'm feeling the effects of it. And even that, I know it could blow up, but okay. Yeah. I'm just good where I am. And I, I, I think I said it maybe last show, maybe I haven't said it, or maybe I just said it to you in passing. Yeah. I can see this uniform that I've been given to live this life. I'm not trying to leave with it in pristine condition if anything i'm trying to leave in the opposite you want to put it on when it goes back to the lot they're going to be like this guy knew this was a rental holy crap <laughs> all up. all of it every single that's the <laughs> attitude i have uh, i want to use it all up that's why you yeah know. and it's not just this i've always been that man maybe i got that from my father i'm not trying to prolong life so I live a long life. I just want for however long I live, it's a good quality life. Mm. And then I also take into consideration I have other people to, to, to consider, like my son and my sister. If it wasn't for my sister, I probably would have not known I had a congested heart condition. 
I just noticed towards the end of my stay in Cologne, I was really physically slowing down because I used to bike everywhere. Yeah. Even in the wintertime, I would bike just bundle up. And, but I remember, I think it was after I turned 56 or something like that, I just noticed that I was slowing down. The winters felt colder. And then it took a few years to progress. And then I found I was retaining water. My legs would get swollen. When I told my sister that, because she's a nurse, she goes, oh, I don't like to sound like that. She goes, that sounds like a heart issue. So she made it. Oh, yeah. She goes, you need to go see a doctor. I said, okay, I'll make an appointment. She goes, no. you're going to emergency and check in. I'll go see them. Yeah. So that's how this all came about. So I blame her. <laughs> I remember when you were in the hospital and having conversations yeah. with you yeah. while you were yeah. there and recovering. And big props to your sister for kicking your ass when you needed it. We could continue doing the things we've been doing. And everybody gets a little, a little piece, a little... Taste of that adventure as you are continuing to accumulate experiences. Yeah. That's a nice been, way of saying it. It is. That's really what you're doing. So, you know, accumulating experiences as you go every moment, every day. So this week has just been a really low energy week that, in that regards physically. Yeah. But yet mentally and emotionally, spiritually, I feel good. No, it's awesome. Mentally ties into the body as well. So I feel a bit sluggish in that regards, but you know, it's not like I have any overlapping thoughts or repetitive negative thoughts, or not, nothing like that. Good. I'm just going with it. And is is what it will be. I can step into a victim mindset and go, Gene, I'm not feeling well in that. Well, I'm the one that's created it. So why would I do that? Obviously I needed, needed or chose to have this experience. Yeah. So. And being such good friends that we are, I, I, I may have reminded you of that and lovingly no. kicked your ass. No. I, could, I, I think that would have maybe happened. No. Because you would have done it for me, so it would have no. just been the appropriate way to send and share our love together. I don't love you that much. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You act like that. Oh, shit. That's not what you said off screen. Maybe getting annoyed, you assuming I love you. <laughs> Just because I say I love you don't mean I love you. Oh, I'm so confused now. I know. This is what happens when we have no topic. And this is, I think even in the show write-up I wrote, you're going to get a glimpse at what it's like if you were to just watch us at a co coffee table having a conversation. You know, sometimes you need to, you need to remove the corral and just let the horses run and have no <laughs> idea what that analogy <laughs> Like There's metaphors everywhere. There's horses. and But no, I don't know. You can't always script life and, and things happen. You got things going on in your life. Yeah. Like we're talking in the green room before we came on, you got lots on your plate. Sounds like you got lots on your plate that you don't want on your plate, but you got to deal with it anyway. Yeah. It's, I referenced that and we were talking about handling conflict and stuff. And one of the realizations I've had over the past number of years is I've avoided conflict in different areas. Professionally, I've always been very good about stepping into conflict and having a you know, sharing how I to write a few emails and some colleagues went, wow, you can say fuck off really professionally without saying fuck off. That's incredible. I'm like, yeah, that, I'm good at that. But I also noticed how like my tank was empty afterwards and like having, I think maybe that was a, that's a place that I'm exploring around conflict and like, where are the energy drains and looking at it going, it was it a drain or was it an expenditure? I spent it to deal with something. And flipping that script around, oh, this is a drain going, be like, no, this needs to be 
invested in this energy needs to be spent to deal with this or else the compound interest that I'm going to have to pay on this thing is going to be out of control later on. So here we go. So there was definitely a couple days this week where it's just been like, all right, I'm spent and that's okay. There's this concept that I'm tying back to. There's no humble brag. Like I take cold showers. I like them. I embrace it. But the one thing that I've learned about it is, it's when I, when the cold water hits, I tell myself it's just cold and it's my way of disconnecting like the story and, and the suffering and the experience be like, it's just cold. Right. And just looking at other places where this just cold mindset is starting to show up in my life is like, it's just conflict. It's just an unspoken conversation. It's just a reaction. It's just, oh, like none of this needs to have an attachment to who I am or who I'm becoming. It's just an experience that I can learn from and be in. We know that there's the potential for us to get angry or someone else to get angry. Based on what we have to say, we try to avoid it. I'll take the we out and that's what I used to do. That's something that I was very good at when I was younger, anger. And then I used to always like to fool myself. Yeah, I'm really good at conflict resolution. No, I wasn't. I knew how to avoid, and I knew how to use language of avoidance to make it sound like we were coming to some sort of resolution, but we weren't. But it's a process. You, you learn it. And I think those, yeah. when, as much as I say, it's not things we get taught. There are some things that no one can ever teach you, and you just have to learn it through life. Yeah. And maybe that's one, maybe anger is one of those things that we just all have to figure out in our own time. And that once you realize that dealing with anger from a singular perspective is not serving you. Then that ties into when you start really wanting to be serious about doing that internal work. So first of all, let go of all that stuff and then really understand how to deal with things in a different way. This theme of ripping the we out and going to the me here. What I've learned from this and I continue to learn is emotions that were like flagged as negative would say something about who I was. And that would be part of the story and the attachment. Be like, oh, I'm an angry person. Oh, I'm a bad person. Or I'm a a shy person. I'm a fill in the blank person. Be like, I'm a person experiencing this thing. And if I'm, what I'm coming to realize and explore and accept, I think beyond just acknowledge, but accept is I'm feeling those things because it's, I have a body that empowers me to feel those things. So it must be natural. It must be okay. And I can also now go feeling it. Does it need to lead the action though? What can I use this to inform how I take my next step? It obviously has a voice that needs to be heard and a place because it's showing up. So why is it showing up? Is why it's showing up? Is it relevant to what's happening in this moment? Yes, no, maybe pull what you need from it and go ex- to the next one. If that, does that make sense? Oh, it makes complete sense. As you're talking, I'm just hearing you re- reiterating the things that I always say. How do you know, how do you know light without dark? Yeah. You only want the good and beautiful experiences and yet without, without the others, you wouldn't know. So that means the, the others, whatever you know, all of that serves a purpose yeah. and they serve a tremendous purpose. It, it almost speaks to the state of the world today. People just want lollipops and unicorns. And then when the other shows up, they, they try to make it into lollipops and unicorns. And it doesn't work. 
And who wants unicorns? They're the most vicious beast on the mythical battlefield. And again, that fits into the times because the things that we always like to convince ourselves is really good is actually sometimes not good. Yeah. But I like to use that analogy because it's, oh yeah, you've been convinced unicorns are great. And they are. I love the unicorns are mythical creatures, but in, in the real world, no. It's, it's, but I love the way you just said it. If I'm feeling it in the body, it must be real. It is real. Anger is a real thing. Conflict is a real thing. We live with other people on this planet. Why would you not expect to have conflict, right? You can only turn the other cheek so many times. And <laughs> even when you're turning the other cheek, that is a strategy for dealing with conflict. But eventually, if you keep turning the other cheek, that means you're maybe not honoring you and what you need to say and do. And all you're doing is teaching this person, oh, I can say whatever I want to this person. They'll just keep turning the other cheek. Eventually, you're, you're going to develop resentment. Yes. Well, somehow I'm not angelic. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. And I guarantee you, if you're angelic and perfect, you're not going to live the stories we're always talking about. But when he turns in his his meat suit and it, they look at the lock, oh, that thing got used and abused. Yeah. I would set of stories, Man, right? was... You're not going to have that. And you have to create this space. You have to allow yourself to have it. We're not trying to point the finger outside. It's... All the fingers are coming back towards this side of the screen is like, embrace all of it. Whether you embrace it or not, G, you're going to have it. Yes. And the whole thing, here's where the initial train of thought got started. You said about turning the cheek, right? There's, that's a strategy. You're correct. But if you have to keep turning the cheek and you keep having the same experiences, be like, I something new. I support making mistakes because it means you're trying. You're going out of your way to, to learn something. I hate making the same mistake because why would I make the same mistake twice? Sometimes it happens and we're all, we're just human. But if you're putting in the same inputs and going, I bet I'm going to get a new output now when this thing shows up, be like, no, you can turn the cheek. But if you come back to the situation and it's all the same, then something didn't get resolved or dealt with. And what is that? And maybe sometimes you're not turning the cheek, but you're going to knock, knock the proverbial thing out. Maybe you're going to sit it down. Maybe you're going to sit down and go, you know what? I'm going to understand you before I open my mouth. This situation. I like that. I, I think that's a part like what that's part of the four agreements that we talked about many times, but you've also talked on what the seven habits of effective mm -hmm. people, right? That's was it Stephen Covey says, seek to be, seek to understand before you're understood. Seek first to understand yeah, habit number five, seek first to understand, then be understood. Yeah. And it's funny. I've always looked at that habit. Is it possible to seek to understand, but not be understood? Oh, yeah. And I realize, no, not in this human understanding. We all want to feel understood. We all want to feel heard. And if you're in a moment of conflict and you are practicing listening to somebody else and taking into what they have to say, and then they're not affording you the same luxury of that, it will eventually bother you. And it turns into resentment. So I think it. Again, human experiences about balance. It's like it ties into the universe itself. It's about balance. This world is about balance. And if you're not in balance, you're going to feel it and it will come up. What is it?
Uh, a negative doesn't mean you're going to necessarily lash out at people. You could just internally shut down and start self-sabotaging yourself and self-medicating yourself because you're not saying the things that you say. You're not being healthy with anger, so you turn it against yourself. And I think it's important to recognize that we have to be balanced. I, yeah, I, I'm always willing to turn you the cheek, but I'm also not that guy that's going to turn it 10, 20 times. Yeah. If after the third time you're not getting this, then no, it's not you not getting it. I'm not getting it. I'm going to get it. Because if I'm turning the other cheek, that means you're hitting it every time and it hurts. And I am going to preserve myself. And I think a lot of times people just feel that it doesn't matter. You take whatever people get. No, I believe in responsible freedoms. I believe in being responsible. This, this thing about I can do whatever I want whenever I want is bullshit. It's a lie. How can you when you live on the planet with other people? And when you live with other people, you have to accept the good, the bad, the beautiful. A lot of times we just want to get in the beautiful. So when the bad and the good happen, we don't know how to deal with it. And we either try to fight or fear or flight. We run. Yeah. Fight or, more. or we fight, but we fight in a very negative, confrontational, all out war type of way. And which I used to do so capable of doing it. I just really do it. But yeah. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, trying to blow sunshine up your ass. Shit, I still I have no problems with getting angry at all. None. I'm not going to make excuses anyone about who I am. I'm quite good with it. Right? I'm very good with it. There's a difference between being an angry person, getting angry. I have no problems with getting angry. Anger lets me know I'm not in a state of integrity with myself and there's and it within my environment. Something is happening as, that I'm choosing to take myself out of a st that state of integrity. So I'm going to look at that. I'm going to address it and I'm going to address it in a way that I try to understand first, but I also have no problems in opening my mouth and telling what you need to hear. That what, piece, what, what you need to that. hear. Yeah. That stops me and goes, who's the conveyor of what any of us need to hear? I'm the conveyor based on the interaction that I'm facing. Then so what is it that in those places, when you flip around and be like, this is what you need to hear, it'd be like, what I actually hear is this is my line. I'm making it very clear about where here's my business, here's your business. And you happen to be in my business right now. And that's not where we're yeah. going to remove that back is it's a redefinition of maybe a place of that boundary has slipped and go back to this understanding to be understood is it really points back inward going, am I taking the time to understand what's happening here? What's my expectation? What's my preference? And are the, how far apart are those two right now? And going, what do I need to either let go of this preference or disengage from this expectation and, and focus elsewhere? Or how can I bring this back to balance and harmony? When I say, I'm going to say what you need to hear, you do need to hear it because I'm going to honor my boundaries. Mm. You're not going to honor it. I will honor it. And a lot of times we get bogged down when someone gets angry and they say it in an angrily way, that's what they focus on. They don't stop to think, oh, this person had tried to explain that same thing to me in many different ways before. 
So if you refuse or for whatever reason, not to, to take those other avenues of how I try to communicate with you. Okay. You don't have to, but then again, I will speak my mind and how it comes out is how it comes out. And if you don't like it, we'll talk to a unicorn. That's my attitude. You, you don't get to have it both ways. And then yeah. I think sometimes as coaches, we try to get people to always you cannot, there's no one that lives on the high road all the time. No. That is impossible. And that's a setup for failure. Just like you don't live in the low road all the time. The key is, can you be in the middle road most of the time, knowing that you will visit the high road, you'll visit the low. So my boundaries are my boundaries for me to exercise and practice. And I will do my best to communicate with you. But I'm no fool to think that it's always going to be kumbaya. No, that's a setup for failure. And for me, honestly, that's not being a real human being. It's like, why would we be given these energies and then not be able to use them? Yeah. But it's the same damn thing. I, I, I think a lot of times we're just fooling ourselves. And then when we say we want, we want people to be truthful and honest, we want people to be real. What does that really mean? Mm. This is me being real. To the best of my ability, this is me being real. I'm going to speak my truth. When you get angry, a lot of times the first anger is you. You're, you get, you're angry at yourself. Why are you angry at yourself? Because maybe I didn't say what I needed to say in a time. Maybe because I didn't honor my boundaries. I expect them to do it. Why should they do it? They don't have to do it. It'd be nice if they do, but they don't have to. And if they don't, it is your job to then accept. To reiterate what your boundaries are, what you will tolerate, what you will This is why you get into these moments of conflict. Now, conflict doesn't always have to be a volcano. No. At all. But then again, a volcano exploding serves a purpose. Creates islands. Creates yes. new soil. Creates new opportunities. And it's yes to all of that. And stepping into that conflict and like having it. If you're in a place where you can pick to say, hey, we see this conflict, we're going to experience it, and we're going to keep pointing our energies towards the conflict and not one another and see what we can, what will come from it. Is this, what was it, last show or the show before we were talking about where we had an hour and a half of conflict and we were just, there were points that we were going at it. And later on, we're like, that felt so good because... We didn't take it personally. We sat in it. We explored it. And it was Feel virtually high five for it. Out. And yeah. it was good to get that out. It was good to get it out. Can't let it sit in there. If you say you really love someone and you honor that respect, then I believe it's upon you to show all of who you are. And when you get into moments of conflict, it's not so much about what the other person does is what do you do? Do you have the intestinal fortitude? Do you believe you have the arrows in your quiver to deal with what comes and not want to wait? Like I said yeah. to you, I wanted to run away, but I said, no, I know what happens when you do that. So I'm going to stay in this and I'm staying in this with someone that I do love and I respect. We're not always going to see eye to eye. We're not always going to say it the right way. Trying to do that is, man, it's a waste of energy and it's a setup for failure. How often have we had interactions like that? 
I think that was like, I think that was our, our that a lot of our interactions that we've had, you know, yes, we're laughing and having a good time, but there's been like we're always pushing one another. Yes. And, and it's in a respectful we've used the the L word lots here today. It's also in a very loving way because we want to see more of what each other gets to bring to this whatever it is we're building here and bringing to our lives. And that's the power within it is without it, our conversations would feel small. I think if, if we weren't able to like have this place where we can push and trial one another to, I think the being surrounded by people that are willing to hold that space to hold where you think where they see your high road mm-hmm. and holding you to say, Hey, what does this really mean for you? It's a beautiful spot as well. Not as a place of shame, but like as, as like a place of like journey, finding your capacity and like going, Hey, I think you're playing small right now. Here's why. Here's what I see so much more of you. Why aren't you shining the way that I see that you are? And then, I look at it as the sharpening steel. How do you sharpen steel? With steel, baby. We know all the we know all the things. We we, we have all the wisdom. The question is, do we want to do it at time? I'm going to challenge you. Who me right now? No, not you. Not right now. <laughs> yes, I challenge you because I want to see you grow and get better. Just like when you challenge me, it's only a small mind will think, oh, he's challenging me because he, he envies me or he, he no. I'm going to have to go. And even if, that, even if that thought is there, I don't have to act on that thought. And that's what sometimes beats us up because I had the thought. I have many thoughts. <laughs> You're all the thoughts I have. Actually, you don't want to hear all the but thoughts that's I have. Point. For you and you decide which thought to put into place. So for me, acting that way and having that thought, Gene's just trying to show me up and shame me and guilt me. Oh, I know Gene. That's not who he is. So when he is challenging me, that's not the energy that he's putting that out with. And me having that thought, oh, he's just trying to show me up. Number one, I know that's an irrational thought. For me to then act upon it, that's not on you. That's on me. Mm, Yes. That's on me. How do you sharpen steel? So for me, that episode we had a couple of Mondays ago was us sharpening each other, sharpening the song, keeping each other accountable, keeping each other real, not saying we're being real and then not doing it. This is what drives me crazy in this world, hypocrisy, the double standards that we talk and live. Not saying I don't do it, but I try my best to really not swim in those waters, man. It, it's dangerous. Honestly, I'd much rather have no one in my life. They're going to be phony. I, I just rather, I'll just sit in the basement here by myself. I want people that want to be real. If, if that's the energy you're looking for in your life, yeah. then you're going to have to change the environment, yeah. either where you are physically or the people that you're putting into it on a regular basis. Is like, there is truth about who you surround yourself with. Yep, there is a reflection. I was just listening to a, a study that came out about high performers and the power that they've learned, they've observed is all about proximity. So in the workplace, if you're in proximity to a high performer, say you're an average, you're doing a good job. There's somebody that's incredible an average performer, yeah. and you're near them 
for an extended period of time, your output goes up. Nothing else has changed other than the proximity of being around that person. But yeah. on the flip side, if you're at around hanging around the, the folks that are at the bottom of the barrel who aren't producing, that are not positive to the environment, hate the word toxicity, but are a drag and are choosing to be a drag, it also drags you down. One of the best ways as humans we learn is vicarious learning. Monkey see, monkey do. And a lot of it, and some of it too, is energy. When you're around positive energy, when you're around energy that's really knows how to grind in a positive way, you tend to feel that and then go, oh, let me mimic that. Yeah. And, and, this, and to, to your point, to the, the same to the reverse. So it has a, and this is why I said we don't live on this planet, but have some. So this is why when I speak, I try to remember that. Talking, you know, what I'm entitled to. I'm not really entitled to anything. I'm entitled to my thoughts and then what I choose to do with those thoughts, that's up to me, but I'm not really entitled to anything. There's a word we need to look at. You talk about toxicity. Toxicity is a real thing. Entitlement, it's a real thing too, but we also have to look at it. It's how, how we use these things. And to me, the key word is balance. Find balance. Why? Because I've known you for how many years now and the majority of we have 95% of our interactions have always been unicorns and models. Aggressive so, unicorns, but they're there. Did the unicorn piss you off? But when we have the other 5%, I'm not going to sit there and throw the 95% out because of the 5%. I accept yeah. 5% is part of the whole. 95 and 5 make 100. Yeah. You need it. You need it. it but that's mandatory, right? Balance isn't about 50-50, but balance is, do you recognize where you are, right? Gene and I are having a moment of contention. That is one moment, many other moments that we, I'm not going to throw the baby out of the bath one. I'm not agreeing with him in this, like what he's saying or how he's saying it, or how he's looking at the shame. That's just a victim nonsense <laughs> mentality. And I'm, the victim served me well. Me doing that now? speaks about me, not you. Mm. Take pause and dive on the one thing you just said there, that mm. it served you well. It did, it's right? Well. And it has its time and where, whatever it was to serve you and protect you and be there for you. It sounds like that's not the case anymore. You're in a new environment and you can actually let it rest. Be like, I hear you. I know you're going to show up. Yep. You were on the job for so long, but you can rest now. And actually, I don't need you. You're, I don't need the things that you produce in this environment. We may be in that environment again. You may be called on, but right now, you're not. You can go I, rest. I still play victim. You know, I play victim now with my sister. <laughs> I'll ask her to get me something. I don't need much. I don't, whatever monies I bring in, I give to her outside of my adult entertainment. <laughs> Other than that, all my money goes to her, for her and her family. But if I ask you to pick me up something and she'll forget, then I'll go, you said you love me. You really <laughs> love me. Oh. You're probably the person on this planet that knows me the best. But this time, so I use it in my, my victimhood in a fun way. Playful man. Lay it in real? No. Yeah. No. It, it served me well when I was younger, as a young person. It served me well when I was in... 20s and 30s until I had my moment. But once you say you figured it out, 
I don't think you really need to use it in that regards. Now I know how to use my big boy words and use strategies that we've been teaching other people to, to talking a different way. But yeah, it did serve because yeah. without going through victim, that how could I have gotten to this place of, if you want to call it victory? Yeah. And celebrate that it got you there. Yes. That, it, that's it, that other piece is like <clears throat> where I, I'll, I'll point the light back on me. I used to have similar types of experiences and I would look back on that in like shame and guilt. I can look back on that going, thank you for getting me to where I was. Exactly. It all, it's all a journey. All a yeah. journey. Just some of us get stuck in hidden things longer than others. I had my moment when I was 40 that opened the door for me to really stepping into the abyss and dealing with my stuff. And some people go, well, it took you so long. Hey, there's no schedule. You get it when you get it. Yeah. Some people well, get it. Some people don't. I plan on, my goal is to have a dance party when I'm a hundred and I'm just in my early forties. So I'm not even halfway yet. Of course. I st they're just booting the system up, really. Yeah. Don't act with the system booted. <laughs> well, the one thing I, I'll say to that, I hear what you're saying, but also have a sense of urgency in the sense that don't act like you have all the time. No. But I do hear what you're saying, and you're going to have a dance party. Well, it's like I said, it's the same thing with me, man. I'm just going to use all of this stuff, right? And it was, I was listening to, oh, who is it? One of my, one of my idols, Walter Williams, who's talking. Walter Williams is an, uh, was an economist. He's passed now. Black gentleman that most people should really know because the wisdom that this man, Ian Thomas Soul, talks about. The world needs it today, but they would get canceled because they go completely against the narrative. <laughs> but he talked about it. I got that from him. He was the one to say, he goes, why would I want to donate anything in my body if I'm not going to profit from it? He goes, I'm going to use it up. Yeah. Because it's my body. And he believes it is, I should, if it's mine, I should be able to benefit from it. I should be able to sell it. If I can't sell it, then it's not mine. It belongs to something else. So anyway, so it's a different, going on a different thing. But what he was basically saying is that if I can't harvest my own stuff and sell it to benefit me, then I'm going to use it for its full capacity. And that I identified. Because when I'm getting, when I'm out of here and they do the autopsy, Oh man, his liver was just filled with holes and spots. That's because I drank and enjoyed life. As long as look, my lungs aren't going to be pink anymore because I smoke. He loved to smoke with a smoke. Well, point was he was trying to say, I'm going to use this fully. Yeah. Fully because I'm not trying to extend life or whatever. Because I want to live a good quality life. And when it's my time to go. And that's how I feel. Right. With all that's been going on with my health, that's really how I felt. And even when I found out the news about my heart, it never bothered me. It never scared me at all. Because I'm good. It's not like I'm looking to die this second, but I'm actually good. If that was to happen, that's out of my control. That'd be a horrible way to end this show, honestly. Maybe, or maybe not. We don't know. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there that we don't find out. Let's not find out that way. I'm not saying let's find out, but I'm just <laughs> if that was to happen, then you would deal with it. And it might turn out to be a blessing for you. I don't know. You don't know. But that's the point. Yeah. You don't know. So I'm not going to sit here and be fearful. No. I'm going to keep living. I'm going to do things that I've promised to do. 
Monday. Go to the doctor on Monday. I'm going on Monday. Goddamn Monday pills is... and stop being a pain in the ass to your sister. She even, but she gets it. She understands actually. I don't know, man. I the hell do I? I could have lost my mind all the time. I'm just telling you what works for me and how I feel. That's that's all I can do. Um, not feeling sorry for myself. I'm not sitting there going, oh, "Look at me, Gene. I'm not feeling well." Blah, blah. Shit, I'm the one that did this. Playing victim would serve what? Prolonging. Would would serve you not getting to live fully. Yeah, and and, and it's just not. Honestly, when I when I do that seriously, which I really do, I just don't like how I feel. Yeah, it's not something that I. I don't know. Like I said, everything serves its purpose. Um, when I was in Kelowna, wanting to play victim would always, sh- more times than not, show up after I did a show, after I did an inspired word show, or usually towards the end of the week when I just my schedule, I was all over doing a lot of things. I was on my bike. Uh, towards the end of the week, I get tired. And when you're tired and vulnerable, that's when those energies want to seek in. And you know, the thoughts are coming to your head. Oh, nobody loves you and nobody appreciates what you did, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. Once again, you want to visit. I'm going to fight you. Why are you here? And let's try to understand it. And then I'll let it be. Mm-hmm. But then I'll also give it a time. Period. You oh. have 24 hours. You have 24 hours when, I, when we get up in the morning, when I get up in the morning. Oh. Because I know you're not real. You're rash. Here's the thing that I use with my clients is you can have a pity party. You're going to go put it on your calendar, especially what during the initial times of dealing with saboteurs and dealing with some of those voices and those experiences. Put it on the calendar. Be like, you can't show up right now. I've got a date with you at 4.15. We're going to tango. You're going to do whatever you got to say for 15 minutes. Then you're back in the, then your time's up and I'll see you again the next day. There's, there's that acknowledgement. There's a fun that you can have with it. It's, and sometimes the parade just needs to be rained on. And that's okay. Yeah. But schedule it. Don't avoid yeah. it. It's the same thing as a conflict. It's don't avoid it. If you're feeling those things, there's a reason. Embrace it and bring up a point in your calendar to say, this is my pity party time. Whatever you need. I call it a pity party. But not in a derogatory way. It's just like, this is the time for this stuff to shine. Bring it out. Feel it around, be like, is there something to be learned from this? Is there, yeah. Oh, what is this? Oh, okay. Actually, time's up. Back down. We got shit to do today. And I find for me, when I do that, I, it's like instinctively move towards gratitude. Yeah. When I do that, I'm good, but I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid to let it be. I'm not afraid to embrace it. And I know when I get like that, I just, okay, I need to be on my own. Maybe I've overextended myself. Maybe I was out in public too much because I find the older that I get, the more introverted or the more connected I am to my introverted energies. But most of my life, I've very much been an extrovert. I think I actually, by nature, I'm an introvert, but life has made me into an extrovert. But I find the older that I've gotten, the more connected to my introverted energies that I, have, that I am. So maybe I just overextended my, whatever it is, but I allow myself to just be I don't want anyone else around and I allow myself to feel there's times I'll, I'll cry once a month. I try to make myself cry, whether it's watching inspirational videos or I still love good sports stories, random acts of kindness, watching people do random acts of kindness, 
reminding me of the goodness of our, of our humanity. Because that's one of the things that's going on today that we're not seeing enough of. This is why I believe all news is fake right now. Know why? Because everything in the news, and I don't care what news station you watch, is negative. Really? Like, there's nothing good going on in life? Plenty of good going on. So maybe if our news was to start showing maybe a 50-50, we might start believing that. But this, it's just, it's, because the life doesn't work that way. So to me, it's about finding that balance. It's the same balance you have to choose some. And this, that's why every month I look to move. I, not, I say every month, but sometimes it's once a week to move myself to emotions, to cry, feel, really feel it. And enjoy that feeling. Tears come. Why are you feeling this way? What is it about what you're watching that's new? And really understand it. Because I enjoy it. One of my favorite things to do is watch these singing shows, their auditions. Oh, yeah. Now, I know people say, oh, they edit it. And they, they're controlling your emotions. Okay, I accept all of that. At the end of the day, I still have a choice. And I love watching people that get up thinking that they can't do something. And then when they do how they look and how they yeah. feel. For me, I think it's important that you're always embracing all of your feelings and allowing it to be. Because I think yeah. when you try to stifle certain things, still, the more you push it down, harder it's going to come back up. Try. And it's just going <laughs> to... If you don't believe it, go to... If you got a lake or a pool nearby you, take a beach ball. Put it down. Yeah. See what happens. You don't happens. look directly at it. You might... That might hurt the face, but it's going to be the same experience. To put a cap on what what I hear from Raul is around the idea of this balance is like we, we do, it's like a wave. We've got the energies, they're going to flow. And when one's lower, that means something else is filling up that spot to bring it into balance and to embrace all the things that you're, that are showing up, giving it its space, giving it, it's the attention, but not staying with it for any given time because it is going to move because it's all energy. I, I don't know where I got this from, but one of my friends, Trent Janish, used to say this all the time. Emotions is energy in motion. So if I think back to that, it's like energy is a wave. It's got emotion to it. And that means that the top of it's filled with something and the bottom of it's filled with something. Well, I always tell people, think of a heart mom. Yeah. A lot of people will know, I just want to be flat. If you're flat line, you're dead. Yeah. You're not living. You want it to be this way. That's life. Experience the peaks and the valleys. Exactly. It's about balance. And that's the key. And then the balance is really you because the external experiences are going to have going to continue to allow these external experiences to dictate who you are. Or you're going to say, I'm who I am. And I'm going to welcome whatever shows. I love that, man. Welcome whatever shows. Anyway. I think that's a great spot to, to leave everybody with. Thank you very much for connecting and being part of the show today. For those of you who are maybe watching this later on or listening to us, this is the Raw and Gene Show, the power of coaching on your audio platforms, wherever you go. So you can take us on the go with you. We will see you all next week. Peace. Oh, one last thing. It's the legal language. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professionals.